called down the thunder. Well, now you've got it. You see that title down there? It says all screws loose, thoughts unhealed. Take a good look at it, folks, because that's exactly what you're going to hear. I watch a movie. I listen to a song. I make a pot about it. So go on. Follow, subscribe, and rate the show. You tell all the others to follow and subscribe, too. You tell them the pot is coming. You tell them I'm coming, you hear? And the podcast is coming with me. Welcome back to another pod of All Screws Loose, Thoughts Unhealed. So glad to be back with you guys. Guys, we are on, I think this is pod number six now, guys. We're starting to, I think we're starting to find our stride here. Uh, I don't want to say that too soon because I still feel like sometimes that, that honestly, that I still don't know <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing. Um, but I guess that's the beauty of it. I love figuring this thing out, and I know that I'm not alone. The audience is with me, and, and you guys' feedback is, is directing me. But I hope that you guys stick around so that we can continue to find our identity with this show together. Now, guys, for those of you listening on Spotify, uh, please hit up the Q&A and some of the polls I've got out. I know last week's episode with baseball, with opening day and all the baseball movies, uh, there is still an active uh, an active poll on Spotify about the regarding the uh, Steve Bartman incident. Uh, if you guys want to hear some more about that, uh, hit up that poll. You know, if you if you're interested in that or you want to know you don't know who the hell Steve Bartman is, I'd love to do a quick, a, even if it's a quick uh, short episode that we do in between weekly releases. Uh, if you guys are interested in hearing about that, I want I want to know so that I can give you guys what you want and potentially. Uh, show you guys a couple things that you didn't know. Uh, also, uh, let me know what you think of the episodes. They're on Spotify. Uh, what I love about that platform is uh, they give you an uh, they give uh, podcasters an automatic uh, an automatic poll or a quest Q and A question uh, regarding what you guys think of the show. Um, so please, guys, utilize that if you're listening on Spotify. If you're not on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple uh, or iTunes or anything else, hit up the Facebook page. Uh, find it on on Facebook and now on Twitter. Officially, guys, we have an official Twitter account on Facebook. Find the show at uh, All Screws Loose Thoughts and Hands on Twitter. It is All Screws without the E Loose T U. Uh, and I'm gonna start leaving that. Uh, I'm gonna start leaving a link to all the socials and all my posts. Uh, but head over there and tell me guys, tell me what you guys think about the show. If there's something you don't want to hear, if there's something you do want to hear, uh, I aim to please guys, and I want to know what it is my audience is craving, so that I can try to satisfy you guys. So you guys know I can't thank you enough, and I do have something uh, in store for you today that is so special. My two good friends, Ship and Kit, we've been building this up for a couple of weeks now. They're going to be special guests on the show today, and we're going to talk about why we love and what makes the western drama of the 1990s tombstone so great stick around guys i think you're gonna love it what's up everybody i've got my two good friends ship and kit here hosts of the too drunk to theory podcast how you guys doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's Friday. I get a weekend, and I'm very happy about that. Dude, it is Friday, and um, the Rangers won last night, so I'm doing Whoa. great. Hey, you know, 
One one game, I know. There's only 161 more to go, right? Well, I'm not talking about this. I just want yesterday. Yeah, so I just want to know that, uh, hey, the Rangers uh, have a 1-0 record, and the Astros have a... Zero, zero? Zero and Wait, one? Zero, oh, zero is before one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck. Absolutely. I, I just it's... got done saying the ring. It's gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you find it in the in the trash can? <laughs> I knew that one was coming. <laughs> Love it. Oh, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate you guys being good sports. And uh, we're a couple of beers deep, and uh, all of us but one are a shot of whiskey deep. Uh, hmm. But we won't uh, we won't name any names yet. Ah, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, guys! But we are here to talk about one of the greatest movies, in my opinion, to ever be made: the movie Tombstone. Oh gosh! Absolutely! Oh my gosh! Movie released in 1993. What a cast! Oh. Okay, we've got loaded. Kurt Russell, I almost called him Kurt. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kurt Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell. Sam, uh, Sam Elliott, aka my dad, because my dad has the, him and Sam have the same mustache. Nice. I didn't get those genetics, obviously. I have uh, a good mustache, but it's nowhere near that. It's his is special. You yeah. also have a beard. I don't have the. I don't have that. Got rid of the mustache years ago that I've never had. So <laughs> nice. And we can't forget. We're not going to shit on Val Kilmer. No. Okay. But what a cat. Bill. Bill. Once I had Bill Paxton into that. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, Thornton's his in it. his uh, his role's not very long. Billy Zane. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a what a cast, right? It's dude, a shame you... that this movie didn't get a, an Oscar nomination. Oh, dude. One really? of the most powerful casts I've ever seen in a movie, yeah. and I'm a movie goer. I, oh, I mean. You know they had a blast. Oh, I mean, and the way that everything was set up during the gunfight and all that, man, it just it just gives me chills. It is by far my favorite western, and I'm a huge western fan, and it, it takes the cake easily. So yeah, my top two westerns is Tombstone and Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove's my Lonesome. second. You need to go back and watch that. I, I what the last time I watched <clears throat> it, I was probably like eight mm-hmm. with my dad, and I was like, I don't want to watch. I wanted to watch Monday Night Raw, yeah. but uh, you know. So, I'll watch it a lot less distracted and pissed off this time. <laughs> How, do you think this movie is, a, is is ahead of its time? Do you think it fits right in with where it's at? Do you think it was released at a good time, or, or what do you think? Oh, dude, the, it, it was, to me, it was released at the perfect time, because the 90s, to me, everything was so great in the 90s. Um, and especially, you know, with it being what you said, 93, yeah, 93. dude, everything in the nineties just feels like it was elevated. And then nowadays, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like everything's starting to fall off the table. You know, all of the best comedians came out of the nineties, all of the best movie stars that we have today. They're all getting old and they all came out of the nineties. Um, I know you mean Adam Sandler is the number one. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's getting old. He just won his award. Mark that's Twain. My, uh, that's um, my boy, Mark Adam Twain, Sandler. Uh, what is it? Creative Award or something? Something like that. Um, and also, so congratulations to the Sandman for that. For real. <laughs> and uh, you had Val Kilmer in uh, Top Gun. I know he was Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, what I'm saying is like he's getting older, <laughs> but he's still like just. Dude, it brought tears to my eyes seeing him in that condition. He was yeah. so great. Yeah. And I'm not too familiar with what his medical condition is, but so I haven't seen Maverick yet, mm-hmm. and um, so I appreciate you spoiling that for me. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But I haven't seen Maverick yet, but I, I already do know that he was in that, and I know 
whatever condition he has, it kind of, it like halts his speech, right? Or something. So, yeah, my wife told me, but he, I think he has a trach. He has a trach, too. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, he can't really talk that well. I think anymore. he had some kind of throat cancer or something. Oh, man. I know he has had cancer in the past. Um, Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, in Tombstone, yeah, be, I was he gets say. tuberculosis. Yeah, I know. He has tuberculosis and then. Played that part. Unbelievable, man. I, that He's by far my favorite character in that Dude, in the way that they, like, made him pale and sweat. Yeah. Oh, dude. Coughing they nailed blood. it. Yeah, coughing so up I was, blood. So I was reading this thing. I don't know if this is true, and I haven't really confirmed it. But, uh, so you remember that last, uh, that last conversation between him and Wyatt uh, when he's in his, pretty much his deathbed. Uh, Val Kilmer suggested that they put ice cubes underneath his bed to fill his bed full of ice cubes so that he can accurately portray being in pain. Could you imagine? And it kind of makes sense because if you watch it, I watched it the other day again, he's not sweating. Normally, throughout the whole movie, he's sweating. He's sweating, yeah. yeah. And in this, he's he's dry as hell. Yeah. And you know it's hot as hell because they're filming this in Arizona. Yeah. And so you know on set and everything, they're all sweating their asses off. Um, that scene's really powerful to me, though. It really was. Okay. Did you give him the book that he, you know, my friend Doc Holliday. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's crazy. I have a very serious question, and um, y'all might think I'm stupid for this. Where did they get ice cubes from back then? I mean, you could, you know, put them in the freezer in the little cube tray and freeze them. And yeah. What, see, them up. what freezer? They came from the tap, you know? Yeah. What freezer? <laughs> so, actually, uh, this Oh, I place, see what you mean this now. Place yeah. took in the eight, this, this, this film took place in the 1870s, <laughs> and just so happened that those freezer trays and the freezer... <laughs> Didn't exist. No, no, no. They just happened to be invented in 1869. So... <laughs> I see what you're saying. I appreciate you trying to shit on it. No way. No. <laughs> no. No. It just, Val, what I'm saying is Val Kilmer suggested, <laughs> not Doc Holliday yeah. suggested. <laughs> <Doc Hospital. laughs> I was wondering if you were going to catch on to that or not. I was like, I was asking the producers, like, hey, you know, can I have this to. I was like, at first, dude, I, was like, I was in my head, I was like, dude, I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to figure like, no, he's not dumb. No, Golly, I love it. That's one of the reasons why Forrest I love Gump you. Might have a higher IQ right now. <laughs> but I mean, when it comes to the most powerful cast, um, I mean, there's other movies obviously that that have them, but this one is up there for me personally on powerful cast. I mean, just the amount of, uh, I mean, one of uh, one of my uh, Kurt Russell has one of. Escape from New York is another really good one. Go. Escape from L.A. is good. New York's the original. It's the best. But to make a movie like that, I mean, obviously, the, the time that this is set in, there was zero technology during those days. But you have to have technology in order to make really, like, movies that feel real, you know? Yep. And blood and, the uh, you know, the way that the gunfight was, how real that felt. That was, I just get chills thinking about it, man, and... Uh, that's one. So one thing I want to get into at some uh, a little bit later in the pod, not necessarily right now, is the special effects. So I was introduced. I was introduced to this movie in theater tech when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and so I got a point of view, a different point of view as far as not just watching the movie, but paying attention to some of the uh, special effects. And we'll kind of talk about some of that, um, how the movie kind of sets it up, but you can tell what they're doing, and it doesn't really. It's kind of like a goof. You can mm-hmm. tell 
these mistakes. I don't know if you call them mistakes because this is almost a perfect movie, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll go back to Val Kilmer. We'll stay away from the ice cubes because I know you're a little sensitive as far as the, uh, <laughs> as far as the uh, creation oh. date of those. Dude, I was totally uh, lost. So are you guys familiar with who Willem Dafoe is? Yes, he was Green Goblin in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. He was originally the one that the filmmakers wanted to play Doc Holliday. Really? Could you imagine? Interesting fact there. I don't... Perf- I'm glad you said that, Kit, because that is... We're going to start the show off pretty early with our screw-tightening fact of the show. Willem Dafoe was officially was originally picked to play uh, Doc Holliday by the filmmakers, but you know the, I'm guessing you don't know the reason why they didn't go through with it. Walt Disney Studios refused to shoot it if they proceeded with Willem Dafoe. Because back in the late 80s, he was in a movie um, called The Last Temptation of Christ. Very controversial film that Walt Disney didn't want any part of Willem Dafoe because of this film. And so the filmmakers decided, okay, we're not going to proceed with him. Let's go to Val Kilmer. Best uh, best decision I think they could have made, and that's coming from someone who loves Willem Dafoe. Yeah, oh, he's a great actor. He's been in some really good movies. So now, okay, you just educated me again, Esco. Now this movie, and I should know this. I guess I don't, obviously. You know, Disney and Metro Golden Meyer, MGM, they had a partnership because if you remember Hollywood Studios that it is now used to be called MGM Studios. Now, was this an MGM movie? Did they do the where the lion roars at you before the movie starts? That is a good question. That is something that I don't want to lie to you about. I don't really know. I know if I go back and watch it, maybe. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I don't think so. I think this is a I think this is a it's crazy to think. Disney made say, this Disney, movie. Yeah, Disney made this movie. You, that's something you educated me on. I, I, dude, I had no idea because you know, I'm a Disney freak, and uh, that just is shows so cool. You the reach that Disney has. So, what do you think? Okay, let me get both. Here's here's a question. I think Esco, you just really made me get to thinking here. So, I want both of y'all's input on this. So, Disney, the company. Do you think it was because, like, it was going? I don't really know. Like, okay, they didn't want William Defoe to play that role for that reason. Was there something that he had stated or did in that movie that really intrigued them to? So, because you're gonna get someone off their acting skills, right? Not their, because all movies are supposed well, to be objective, aren't they? You know what right. I mean? So, Martin Scorsese, oh, he's uh, the one great of, Martin Scorsese, actually oh, directed man. this movie, and he he's he kind of says that. You know, Americans have the First Amendment. They should be able to decide whether or not they want to see this movie. Christians and conservatives saw this movie, and it's also a book. They saw it as blasphemy, okay? Because this movie portrays Jesus Christ not as the son of, not just as the son of man, but as another sinner as well. In the movie and in the book, Jesus has um, he thinks of sex. He thinks of he knows what God's will is, and he's afraid. You know, but at the same time, it bring it just to me. It's it's a form of art that brings a human aspect to. Uh, I know I, this. I get I get why they say it's blasphemy, but it could bring a human aspect to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Which, but we know, it's just a movie. In my opinion, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they must have changed their minds because uh, Disney. Well, 
When did Disney buy out Marvel? Well, yeah. Well, Sony, Sony s- used to make all the Spider-Man movies. Right. Which is Andrew what causes Garfield the whole the whole issue is why Spider-Man isn't available to stream on Disney+. Plus. 2012 is when Disney bought Marvel, and then they took over Lucasfilms from, for Star Wars. So... Biggest mistake, I think, right there for the Star Wars uh, Star Wars franchise. Favorite movie franchise of all time for me personally is Star Wars. I, I can't get enough of it. But... Um, that is so interesting you say that, Esco. I, wow. That And that's one of them things, you know, man, that I don't even know. I mean, I, I was young at the time. Even Spider-Man came out in 2002. And I don't even really know if I can tell you what William Defoe was in in the 90s. Uh, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Right Absolutely there. right. Agent yes. Schmecker right there. Yes. So I, I have this quote right. This is from, this is kind of paraphrased from the, uh, from the movie in the book, uh, The Last Temptation of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm sorry. It's actually the last temptation of Christ. Mm, okay. So we'll take Jesus off of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just to kind of be short here, this is coming from the character that will, you know, Jesus that Willem Dafoe's portraying. I am a, I'm a liar, a hypocrite. I'm afraid of everything. I don't ever tell the truth. I don't have courage. I don't steal. I don't fight. I don't kill. But not because I don't want to. But because I'm afraid. It is the fear of punishment the fear of what's going to happen that deters him from this behavior of course conservatives christians are going to see that blasphemy jesus doesn't see it that way jesus knows it's just not righteous but that could be getting into another discussion that's not this pod yeah but that is the reason why you got that look on your face and i love it I, yeah, ching another yeah. episode. I know, I'm I love you. it. It's awesome. But that is the reason why Willem Dafoe's not uh, is not uh, uh, play uh, cast as Doc Holliday in the movie Tombstone. But I think it's the best decision they've ever made. I don't think I can't see anyone else playing Doc Hol- uh, Doc Holliday better than Val Kilmer. It's amazing how things work out, isn't it? It's uh, like you think about all these kind of actors and and no, uh, William Dafoe's unbelievable actor. But it's like when things happen, it's like, man, Val's the only one who would ever. He's the only Doc Holliday that I know, you know, that I see. Okay, but let me ask you this. Do you think if uh, Defoe were to have played that and he would have aced it, you yeah. would have been like. You would be saying, exactly, yeah. yes. Val think, Kilmer wouldn't have been able to do the and same. And Willem really is the kind of actor that probably could do that. Oh, yeah. That could really be that good. I mean, he, we know he's that good. Think about him as, I mean. Of course, I'm going to fanboy here, but him as the Green Goblin, you know, yeah. that oh, yeah. voice. That he did. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's cool. Dude, and that was, I mean, this, I mean. Things are going so good for you, Norman. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Gonna take, I'm going to take a shot of your whiskey in your glass like he does in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then I, throw it and break it, and my wife's going to be like, clean that shit up. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, too. Uh, the Tobey Maguire ones were the best, just saying. Okay, so I give up. They're the most nostalgic, and I agree. Um, now, and I love the Andrew Garfield ones because I mean, obviously, if you look around this this studio slash room, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will also give credit to the Tom Holland to the Tom Holland. He did a great movies. job. Yeah, I think he does great. He did a really good job. Storyline on the uh, No Way Home was that the last one? Oh man, I cried. In that the was that one was that one was pretty powerful, dude. It really was. Well, I mean, you have to be careful because. I think that the original Spider-Mans were great and they were the best, but it doesn't follow the comics. 
That's true. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're saying the Tobey Maguire ones don't? No, because in, in the Tobey Maguire, you know, the webs come from him. But yeah. And they in the talk comics. about, I love how they bring that to light in No Way Home. You know, they're both, both Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are like, uh, is that stuff coming out of you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was funny. Do you create that? Like he had like, the I web on his yeah. wrist, you know. Yeah, yeah that was that was a genetically uh, modified spider. There you go. Exactly the GMO spider right there. There you go. Hey, he's not FDA approved. No, <laughs> he was not inspected by the USDA. Dude, Fun I'm... fact: In December, I was in New York on vacation, and we actually walked by that building that uh, the op- the scene where the spider bites him on his hand. Oh, the pictures. Oscorp building. Yes. Oh, that's and, dope. Uh, yeah, it was real. It was real cool, man. New York i mean i'm a texan tried and true but new york is pretty cool you ha- it's a th- it's a place you have to go right it really is it was a bucket list for me and i was blessed to get to go with my wife and uh her her mother and uh my brother-in-law and we had an unbelievable time and uh it, it's got a lot of cool history to it so dude i think i'd love to i'd let that spider take a chunk out of me oh hell yeah dude I got bit by a brown recluse in the ass when I was in fourth grade. Nice, time, dude. And I was pissed when I tried my spider when it yeah. didn't come out. This it didn't work. Yeah. All I got out of it was I had to stand up for one whole day of school. Yeah. And no. I couldn't sit. And then no. they were like, why are you standing up? Do you have to poop? And I was like, no, I just got bit by a spider. <laughs> my ass is rotting. That's why. <laughs> Sad thing is I still have a scar. Dude. Maybe, maybe if you clench your butt cheeks hard enough, you know, you might shoot oh a web. Oh, my gosh. Did you try that? Are you kidding me? 29 years I have not tried there you go okay squeeze his ass cheek real quick could you imagine if I was like swinging from building to building and I just <laughs> by your ass that would be extremely difficult to grip I realized my ass cheeks and then I just fell dude you've been doing it all wrong you have the right materials like a spider does dude it, com- it comes from behind dude you haven't even tried power it power comes great ass cheeks <laughs> Repelling from a building. <laughs> so I want to say I have actually been chomping at the bit. So as much as I love this movie, one thing that uh, really I just think is really cool, you know, Powers Booth plays Curly Bill, and he is actually from Snyder, Texas. Really? On the way to Lubbock, that. Texas. Yeah. Rest and in peace. Yeah, he uh, he's a, he's a Snyder boy. He actually was buried in Snyder too. Um, but West he played Texas boy being on the big screen. Yeah, he was a great great actor. Um, I heard that everybody loved working with him on set and everything. Because when, when, whenever so Esco told us that we were going to be talking about Tombstone, I did a little more researching and found that out and uh, thought he played the character of Curly Bill great. And if you actually look Curly Bill up on Google, he's I, he, he really does. Identical it's to a, him, it's uncanny, man. The, the, the way that the people that this casting, uh, the casting directors did of choosing, you couldn't have. I'm telling you, you could not have nailed it any better. Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp was unbelievable. Bill Paxton was his brother, Morgan. And then you had uh, Virgil with Sam Elliott. And Sam Elliott's gone on to do loads of westerns and movies. So you couldn't have found... I mean, really, I'm going to harp on that this whole pod. I mean, really. I talked to my dad about this, actually, at lunch today. And uh, he was like, when it comes to nailing the cast, the acting... The gunfight is obviously the, the 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 best part of the movie. Oh, I love the gunfight. Oh, okay, correct. I mean, I, I I mean, what do you think, Shit? Yeah. I mean, would you agree? Well, okay, time out. I do agree. I have to get one more thought off my head, and then we'll dive one hundred percent into Tombstone. But this means, if this theory is correct, with your butt cheeks, <laughs> we would you would have to wear assless chaps in order to fight crime. 
Could you imagine? I'm so like, sorry. Imagine, I had to get that off my chest. Imagine Spider-Man. You know how he does the upside-down hang? You know when he kisses Mary Jane? Yeah. Like, you know how he does the upside-down kiss? Imagine that was his ass. Dude, now you have two hands you could use. You don't Let's even have go. to hold on. You can get anything off Amazon, brother. Just get on that Zon, baby. You know okay. what I mean? I'm sorry. I had to get Jeff that off my chest. I need the ass cheeks. You're, you're I running around with assless chaps. I mean, dude, really. Like, I actually, speaking of that, I have Tombstone on VHS. I have it on regular or normal DVD. And I have the Blu-ray digital speaking code. Speaking of ass cheeks, we've got it on both. We've got it on all, all platforms. Not only that, but it wouldn't even be assless chaps. It would just be one cheekless chaps. Oh, You'd be really on like one butt cheek out. the same ever again. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. I'm sorry. Tombstone. But really, Lighter, huh? Yep. Ass cheeks. Damn it. Cut. <laughs> And it's amazing how it is on Blu-ray and, and 4K, too. You need to check. If you guys haven't checked that out, check it out. But uh, speaking of Tombstone, actually, before we knew we were going to do this pod, I watched it uh, probably at the beginning of March. And uh, just, I mean, every time. It's like you're watching it for the first time. I know, man. It's one of those movies that just grabs you. And it's one of those that if you're flipping through the channels and it comes on, boom, that's it. That's what that's I'm doing. I mean, for the next two hours. And I'll tell you another good Western that's right behind Tombstone for me. It just made me think of it as 310 to Yuma. With Christian yeah. Bale and Russell Crowe was an unbelievable movie. And Have you seen that one? Fucking good oh, is no. Christian Bale. He's, in everything. He, everything he does, and I think he's honestly underrated. I think he nailed the Batman role better than any of them. I love Christian Bale. I do love Michael Keaton too. Um, but uh, you know what's funny is, is Batman Forever came out in 1995, so Val Kilmer actually did Doc Holliday first. Uh, that's another one that has a lot of good cast. Is uh, Batman Forever? Yeah. Um, and he did a great job as Batman. I thought he did. People may hate on him for it, but I, I thought he did good. Loved his voice. So, one thing that I can't get over about how they dressed back then. You're in Arizona. Well, and you're wearing, wearing co- like, coats. I know. Oh, You're dude. wearing a shirt with the, with the weird collar and then the bow tie tie. Well, I don't know what that yeah. is. And then a jacket and then a coat over top. Or a vest and then a coat over top. Maybe... Maybe that's why why Val Kilmer's like, you're not wearing a bustle. Well, here's the <laughs> thought, too. Was, she was hot. <laughs> they got in so many. Back then, you know, people were quick to pull their, their gun out. Do you think they were wearing that shit to, you know, it help protect against the bullet? I mean, real shit, though. No. It's 105 degrees in Arizona every day in the summer, minimum. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, because I wondered that, too. Because those are extra padded. If you look at what they're wearing, they got some padding on them. They wear like that coat, and then they got like a tie or a bow tie on and an undershirt. I'm like, yeah, but they were just classy back then. Yeah. And even though they were some cowpoke dudes, they were still they had class yeah. to them. I mean, think about what Sheriff Behan tells them. I mean, you know, you know, welcome to Tombstone. One of the you know this the the town is exploding. We're sophisticated. And we're going to be as big as San Francisco here in a few years. I mean, it's not just a, a gold rush town. This town has got some class and it's growing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm glad that you said um, whatever it is you said. <laughs> um, uh, what did you say? Oh, about the... Uh, <laughs> Giovanni always says the, that. Uh, you talking about what they were wearing, like the keep the bullets from penetrating? Well, it's just, just like their, their clothes in general. Yeah. I mean, I think that I love the the circle the circle hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the guns. I mean, what Wyatt grabs on his way to the gunfight. It just gives me chills because I actually have a forty four revolver, forty four magnum revolver in a case really similar to that. Yeah, he takes that Glock nineteen to town, son. And I just, I mean, the one of the number one scenes I wanted to discuss with y'all was uh, the one where. 
they're in the saloon and Wyatt Earp is smoking a cigar and Billy Bob Thornton's character is talking massive shit to that to them playing poker at the table. And you know, I'll blow you up that Wildcat's ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, so that's one of my most favorite. Billy Bob, Billy Bob's quote in that movie is something I say even at work. You know, someone, you know how you see your coworkers sometimes, you know, you're like, how did you get hired? You know, he's like, it's like playing cards with my sister's kids. <laughs> <laughs> and damn it, Junior, what did I tell you about blowing that damn cigar in my face? Yeah, no, and he's just, I mean, dude, and just talking. Something on your mind there, Kip? Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, and then yeah. you're just going to stand there and bleed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Billy Bob, I mean, Kurt Russell makes Billy Bob look like a bitch. Oh, yeah. He goes from 100 to zero. Like that, dude. That is so true. Whenever he's just like he's he stays so calm, and I think that's the most intimidating thing. Um, I mean, the, I can yeah, you're afraid I can see that in your eyes. I don't have that quality. Well, I, I yeah. get too mad. I really where he's like jerk or skin that smoke wagon and see so what happens. Oh, dude. And I'll tell you where it all gets started is whenever he gets off the train at Tombstone and that dude's hitting that horse in the face yeah. with that whip. And he grabs that whip, hits that dude, and says, hurts, don't it? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? This sets the tone of the fucking movie. So here, here's one thing about Wyatt Earp that Kurt Russell did not nail this size. Wyatt Earp was actually super tall. Really? Was yeah. he a big dude? I think he was like, he wasn't big, like just wide, but he was he was in the sixes for sure. How tall is Kurt Russell? Dude, uh, Kurt Russell's only like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, what? He's yeah. not that tall. Me and him are the same height? Next time you watch Escape from New York, you can kind of tell when he uh, is walking through that parking garage, and he you kind of get there's like a there's one of those uh, overhang things that you know like when you go to the parking garage the, the clearance. clearance bar, yeah. and you can tell I'm like you can kind of tell where what his height is, huh. uh, but yeah no I uh, I want to say ship I think you're right I think he was pretty tall. actually well I just looked it up was he um, like seven two no Wyatt Earp was six feet flat and uh. uh Kurt Russell's five uh, eleven. I thought oh, okay. Kurt Russell so, was a lot. Pretty big difference. That inch though. I mean, inches a lot. Yeah, but I thought I thought Wyatt Earp was way taller than that. <laughs> He's staring <laughs> you down when he's saying it. Um, no, I mean, I the the opening scene, you know, when Curly Bill and Johnny Ringo and all them get there, and uh, I love Curly. I love when they're at the creek and uh, Curly Bill. Hey, Wyatt, how the hell are you? Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, That's where I was going to get back. Okay, it has nothing to do with Curly Bill, but you were talking about how, you know, how how different the time was back then, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you remember when when they meet Doc and then they come across Creek Johnson. Texas Jack. And Texas Jack, right? Mm -hmm. So, remember, Creek shoots the guy, right, in the middle of the the town, and his reasoning is he crawfished a bet and called me a liar. And the marshal, Fred White, comes up to him. Gonna need those guns, boys. That's it. Yeah. You're not going it. to prison. You're... Okay. He shot and killed a guy over him crawfishing a bet and calling him a liar. Well. And that's all he got. Didn't he say, though, that uh, the, the other guy drew first? Because his friend was with him. Okay. But he still didn't go. He still didn't go to jail. Yeah, no, we don't do that back yeah, then. Yeah, Fred. Uh, isn't it? Cra- it's just crazy, isn't it? Curly Bill shot Fred in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, de- I, that's a scene. Of course, we're gonna have to get into here mm-hmm. in a minute. I, I, I love that scene. Um, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and kind of dive into that scene. We'll just kind of we'll just kind of go sporadically around the movie. Um, so Curly Bill goes and he gets high on opium in one of the little Chinese tents or whatever, right? And that scene just tells you the fear, the influence of the fear the cowboys have in that town. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Because remember, after after all that happens and Curly Bill kills Fred, uh, later on, uh, Wyatt, all the herbs are playing pool. And yeah. Wyatt's telling them about what happened and why he was not arrested. And the judge says, well, did you have any witnesses? Case closed. Well, Sheriff Behan witnessed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josephine witnessed it. And Wyatt witnessed it. I mean, and I'm pretty sure everyone else who was on on that street or Main Street there witnessed that. But who's willing to go up against the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That judge is that judge wasn't. Yeah. So it shows you that what the influence of fear really has. Well, and you know how ruthless they were because whenever they were in, I think they were in Mexico, uh, whenever the, the yeah, where they're eating, yeah. and then they just kill that dude right after he gets he married. Was, he was a uh, you boy, y'all killed two cowboys. Yeah. And he was a cop, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because after after he got uh, Curly Bill and then walked up, didn't he? After well, they killed two cowboys in, in the that's, movie. That's what it was. Movie, what yeah. So because he, you know, he's coming out with his wife after they've been married, and uh, he he says the line, you know, "Y'all killed two cowboys," and he throws two sashes, and then after they start they, the shooting commences and and all that, you know, Curly Bill says, "Mexican police, huh?" What what does uh what does that preach? I know that preacher's yelling at him. The pre- so the preacher in Spanish because uh, he shoots the preacher, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Ringo shoots him. So what I think is pretty cool is the preacher's talking about revelations, you know, and it's it comes full circle later on in the movie. The preacher's talking about um, the pale horse with death riding is coming for them. And what and he and you know we all know what that says and hell follows with him. Yep. Well, what does Wyatt say after the, uh, at the beginning of the reckoning? You tell him I'm coming. Yep. And hell's coming with me. Yeah. Well, hell's coming with me. You hear? Oh, dude. Yeah. Whenever he shoots that preacher though, some of the other cowboys you can see they were like, Ooh, oh, that's shit. a little too far. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, and then Curly Bill even says at some point, you know, golly, I don't know what's gonna happen to this outfit when Ringo runs it. Gee, where? <laughs> Yeah, Ringo did kill him, yeah. He just and, goes, uh, sits down, they eat all that food, remember? Imagine, happiest day of your life, you're going to get married, and as soon as you walk out of the church, the Alamo-looking place, here's these cowboys. You got Curly Bill, Johnny Ringo, Florentino Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we can name all, we can go all day naming yeah. the cowboys, and then they shoot all your friends and co-workers, and then they're telling you, get get on your knees. Yes, <laughs> cabron. Yeah. He's yeah. very proud. That I'm was going to get on his knees. Such a that one I remember. So the first time I saw Tombstone was in 2002, in November, December. We had just moved into our new house that, and my parents are currently still in this house. And uh, you know, my my mom and dad were very, you know, they didn't want us watching movies we didn't need to be watching or anything. But yeah, my dad he had been watching it a lot, and I said, Dad, can I can I watch this movie? And he goes, Yeah, you can. And my mom was gone. Me and my brothers and him in the living room watched it. And ever since then, so that's 2002, it's 2023, 21 years later, and it's has hit me. I remember I watched it as a kid, man, over and over and over again. We had it on VHS. Back then in 02, which is crazy to think, I was in the fourth grade at the time, there wasn't no on-demand, there wasn't none of that. No. You had to put in a VCR or VHS or the DVD. How pissed were you at your at your sibling if they watched the whole movie and didn't yeah, rewind them? Yeah, and didn't yeah. rewind it. You yeah. go to a movie rental place and it would say, please, uh, be kind, please rewind on the, yeah. on the tape. And that's so crazy to think about. I mean, I was young back then, but I still remember having to. And you know it's funny because if you hit the square and then rewind, it goes faster. 
Yes, man. Really? Yeah, we used to come up with the hacks like that. Yeah. Back so, in like, while you can still see the di- display on the TV. No, no, oh, yeah. it goes blue screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you do that, if you rewind it with it still on, it took forever. So, it's, if you do that, and then you hit input and go to another input, you can watch Skinamax while your movie is rewinding. And hopefully, you know, if you hear the, the door opening, oh, I'm just watching Tombstone. <laughs> My mom and dad are listening to this like, I fucking knew it. I, I knew, knew you it. You son of a bitch. Uh, uh, yeah. I knew that. I knew you weren't watching Shrek. Honey, I told you to put your damn magazines away. <laughs> so let me ask you all this. And I, I mean, what did y'all, like I just said, so I would have been 10 years old. I had just turned 10 at this time. When did y'all first see the movie? September 08, uh, or September 8th of, let's see, 1997. Let me guess that's your birthday. Dude, I wasn't even alive yet. Oh, oh you were conceived. <laughs> I knew he was. I was, with yeah, the whole time, dude, my, so. my dad was humping, so I wasn't even alive. <laughs> tombstone? Was, humping the tombstone? No. I feel like get off me. <laughs> dude, I was just swimming at that time, dog. Oh man. <laughs> so I actually didn't watch this movie until I was in high school. Uh, I was. You in, said you found about it in theater. In theater tech. Theater tech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Haynes, awesome, awesome teacher. Uh, theater guy. I never took the actual theater course. I took theater tech. I took theater It was tech supposed to be an easy elective, but it was actually fucking cool. Yeah, no, it, it really was. was. I love theater tech. He he really wanted us to watch it and watch some of the goofs in it, and I just fell in love with the movie immediately. I mean, my dad watches westerns all the time, and uh, my, my two-year-old nephew lives with him, and, and they watch westerns all the time. I just never... I mean, I like them now, but at the time, yeah, I didn't want to watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And But when I watched it in high school, I was... All my friends were like, let's skip, let's skip. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. Hell yeah. And then it started, and I was like, hey, dude, I'll go ahead. I think I'm going to watch this motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, I grew up watching westerns. Uh, I specifically one, uh, remember one, um, Mr... Uh, what was the damn name? Bat... Uh, Bat... Damn. Bonanza? No, no, you got that me. Bonanza. <laughs> right now, I can't remember because I want to talk about it, so I can't remember now. That's good because uh, we're talking about Bat Masterson. Boom! Oh, you remember okay. that? Mm-hmm. Back in the old black and white, dude. No, oh, those are the best ones. Bro. I mean, besides Tombstone, of course. With the but... oh, with the screen like like staticky and stuff. Yeah, dude, that was the good stuff. So, I have probably the most interesting fact I've ever learned in my entire life. It's going to blow you away if you don't know this. So, Wyatt Earp, uh, there was a, it was like a documentary on uh, some some TV channel. And it, it did like a whole bunch of like uh, Western civilizations type deals. Well, um, whenever Wyatt Earp was old, he became a movie producer. Do you know that? Yes. Yes, I actually do know this. So I did not know that at he all. had an apprentice that he was training to get into the movie industry. This man's name was Marion Morrison. Do you know who that is? Heard the name. John Wayne. Yeah, that is his name. Now that you say that, okay, yes. Dude, that's crazy to think that yeah. Wyatt Earp trained or learned and influenced influenced John Wayne. Yeah, he was I mean John Wayne played football at USC. He was a big son of a bitch. I mean and he went into acting like a lot of them do. And but that kind of just puts into perspective like this really didn't take course that long ago. I mean, yeah, long ago to us, but in this world, you know. That is so really if the movie cool. came out in in the 90s, it was only just barely over 100 years separated from actual events. 
Think yeah. about it. That's that's, that's like 1923 that now. Yeah, you know, which I mean, I mean is a long time ago, but it, still it is. But at the same, but when you think of the grand scheme of things, yeah, I know it's not a long time. Like, think about if you talk if you think about the history of humanity, America is still young. You know, I mean, 300 years compared to thousands, many, yeah, or yeah, millions. Think of the dinosaurs, you know. So I just got to say this: besides the besides the gunfight at the OK Corral, whenever <laughs> Wyatt, whatever do you mean? <laughs> so the one where obviously Doc is drunk as fuck, and yeah. um, Johnny Ringo comes in there, and they, you know, he does his gets his pistol. Dude, that's out. my one of my yeah. favorite scenes. And then the you know Doc, or, uh, <laughs> yeah Doc gets his fucking little shot glass out and does you know and making fun of but him, man. Know, it was you know what's then, funny? Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll, let go. I'll let you go. What's funny is, like, back then, we look at that and we laugh. But back then, that was like a direct, you're a bitch. That's yeah, what he no, was saying. Yeah, that was a slap in the face. It was a slap in the face. And just like I said earlier, man, back then, I mean, you know, you people killed each other at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Okay, you just said in the scene where, you know, Curly Bill shoots Fred, but uh, it was uh, that, who was it that shot the guy? Cause he, uh, oh, Creek? Creek, yeah. yeah. You shoot him because he called me a liar and he... he Went back on a bet. Went back on a bet, and I killed him over it. I'm like, nowadays, I mean, you know, like, and he, and all the the marshal said is, all right, give me your guns. Today, you'd be tried for, you know, oh, yeah. capital murder and been sent to prison. I mean, they, people just were very quick to, it wasn't, fight, fighting words were, or, you know, fighting actions, I guess I could say from that scene. Yeah. I'm surprised Johnny Ringo didn't get his gun out, and, but Doc was quicker, though. Oh yeah, right. and everybody knew. Everybody knew. No, you knew not to fuck with Doc, man. That's right. But the Cowboys. You know, he did give. He did give Johnny credit. Deadliest pistol is since Wild Bill. They say. <laughs> yeah, but that was totally <laughs> him saying you ain't shit. And then the whole Latin thing, you know. And I, I would love to get into what they actually said in Latin, but as we know, Latin's been a dead language for how many? Well, it, how many it, centuries? I've, I've seen a version of the movie where it translates, but. Some versions don't have exactly. it. Exactly. It's so that I would I wanted to get into trying to translate it, but there's so I got so much different in, translations and information. I don't know if anyone actually we could summarize as to what they were saying, but we can't tell yeah. what exactly it is. But I love what Fred says. You know, come on, boys, we don't want any trouble in here, not in any language. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. Okay, so I, I want to say this because I think you guys will agree. But we talk about how powerful the cast this is. Okay. I want to name a few off that I absolutely love to this day. Now, Stephen Lane, he plays Ike Clinton. Thomas Hayden plays Billy Clinton. They're brothers. If you remember, Billy Clinton gets killed in the OK gunfight. I think Morgan Earp shot him because, remember, Morgan Earp was the one that got killed when he yes, hit pool, yes. pool ball. But you think about all these, you know, in the 90s, I mean, I mean, Stephen Lane was in Avatar. He was, the, uh, I guess, the antagonist in the original. And then in the new one, I want to say, yeah, he was too. Um, but you look at that. Thomas Hayden's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's in. Uh, I mean, fucking Bill Paxton was Bill in Paxton. I didn't know that. Bill that Paxton was from guy. Fort Worth. He was born and raised in Fort and Worth. Twister. Twister oh, was. Yeah. Twister's my dad's all time favorite Dude, movie. That 90s Red Dodge. I will always want one. Dude, I know. Isn't it, isn't it great? Okay, so I'm going to tell you the two movies that scream white guy for me are Twister and Tremors. Okay? Dude, I haven't seen Tremors. Yeah, it's so like when I talk to other Hispanics, as soon as I tell them, "Hey, I'm a fan of Twister and Tremors," they're like, "I knew it." Kevin Bacon you don't even and Fred speak, Ward. You don't even speak Spanish. That it's movie like was Florentino, a comedy. Florentino at the beginning of the movie. You ignorant wretch! Your Spanish is worse than your English. <laughs> Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon were great in that movie. They were. They were. It was a comedy, honestly, more than it was anything. It scared me a little bit as a kid, but now it's just a comedy to me. But Thomas Hayden Church. 
Stephen Lang, they did an unbelievable job as the Clanton brothers. Um, I know Ike Clanton got killed pretty young too. Also, so let's talk about. You want to go to? You want to talk about when Doc is smashed? Right? Okay. So when uh, when was he not? When was smashed? he not? But, so Wyatt walks into the saloon, and uh, Morgan tells him Doc's been at it for thirty six hours straight, and he won't quit. So you've got Ike, and then you've got the uh, uh, the two brothers. What was the brothers' names that you said? Ike and Billy Clinton. Yeah. So, and uh, you know that's when he's that's when Doc is is talking about nonsense. I have not yet begun to defile. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be part of. Thank you very much. I just love it so Dude, much. I mean, so you know she's like my loving man can go all night, and then Ike is looking at him like loving man. Are you gonna call? So then he wins. He's like. And, he, and Ike gets mad at him because he's like, that's 12 hands in a row. So he lunges at him across the table. Well, if you pay attention to the movie, Ike lunges and the bottle of whiskey starts to roll off. And one of the brothers just, without even looking, the most athletic fucking cowboy just, boom, grabs the bottle and puts it back on nonchalantly. <laughs> and something I've always I've always watched when I watch the movie. I'm like, look at this bunch of motherfuckers just going to, boom, yeah. saves it. Yeah, and his, Dude, I, I his need voice, to know. Man. I Dallas need to boys. know. There's no way. Okay, there is a way because it's about Kilmer. But I'm like, I want to say he's probably actually drunk in some of those scenes. Do you think I so? Would, dude, he all. does it so that phenomenally. Would, to me, that would help uh, he's the got acting. The slur down. Dude. So, and, and, that w- and the sweating, too. That would, you know, go hand in hand. Has nothing to do with the tuberculosis and the lack of ice cubes. No, dude. But you know what? Now that I say that, when you drink, you get red. Yeah, so I'm red right now. So I'm I'm I sure like that's a, that's kind of controversial because if he was really drunk, they'd be having to slather on some makeup, making him pale. But uh, going back to that scene, whenever he's uh, mimicking uh, Ringo, my mm. one of my favorite quotes is whenever he's like, uh, "He reminds me of me." Now I really hate him. <laughs> you don't even know him. Oh man. So you almost think Kate. So Kate is is uh, Doc's, you know, Doc's woman. What if? Uh, do you think Kate would have turned her back on Doc and gone with Ringo? Nah. No, I don't. Oh, so you think she was just gonna kill him and just be happy, just smoke him to death, drink him to death? Well, I definitely think she was using him, but I don't, I don't, I don't think she would have gone with Ringo. The only fact I know about Kate is that she wasn't wearing a bustle. That is true. She was definitely putting out for some of that. Some of them winning. <laughs> so I'm going to say that is not your favorite quote because I think I'm your Huckleberry is your favorite quote. I have heard <clears throat> you say that a I, million times. I do. That is one of my favorite. I'll be your Huckleberry. So interesting fact about I'll be your Huckleberry. Do you know kind of why that's a thing? Why he says that? I don't. So a Huckleberry is the last nail in the coffin. Oh, okay. Ah, now oh, it ties I'm, in. Now I'm, it's now I'm getting chills, dude. I mean the. Not only the casting, the wording, the script. My yeah. God, So dude. basically he's saying, I'll be the one to bury you. <laughs> That's what he's I saying. Was just fooling. Johnny Ringo talk, and Michael Bean did an unbelievable job as Johnny Ringo, but he talked a lot of shit, too. Yeah, he did. And he was an instigator, you know what I mean? Really, he started a lot of shit. Curly Bill had a mouth on him, too, but I think Curly wasn't as quick to the trigger as Johnny was. I, I just love how Curly just comes in and lets him know the Cowboys are fucking here. And then you have guys like, so, yeah, have you ever had that popular group of guys or gals, popular group of people that walk around, and then you have that one who's part of the group, but 
you know they're just there because they feel sorry for him. That's Ike, okay? So, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, dude, when he went over he was running and he falls. That's what I was picturing. Yeah, so at the OK Corral, he can't, he can't stay on his feet. But I'm talking about when, uh, at the first night at the Oriental, when uh, Ike and all them walk in, and Ike, or, and Billy and all them walk in, and Ike's like, that's just real nice, Kansas law, dog. The law just don't go around here. Yeah, so. and I tell you that that is a that is a, one of my that's one of the more underrated things that were said in that movie. And an interesting fact too: Frank Stallone, uh, Sylvester Stallone's older brother, mm-hmm. uh, plays. Okay, so do you remember when Doc is playing cards? With his with uh, with Frank Stallone's character, and he gets up and says, "I'm sick and tired of your mouth." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, ain't nothing but a skinny longer. Oh yeah, and then like Ike, Ike talked a lot of shit. Ike was a coward though. He Remember is. in the okay exactly. cup and the gunfight, he's like, "Oh, I got no gun, yeah, no And then he runs it, and Wyatt's like, "He's a fighter, get out of the way!" You know, the fight's commenced. Get in the fighter, get out! Yeah, he's crawling through the window and shit. I'm like, really? Behead's gun and shoots off nine rounds out of a six shooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've done research, and apparently Ike was a coward. Billy, he was younger. He got he died. I think he was like twenty nine or thirty, or maybe in his early twenties. But from what I've read, Billy was not a coward. Ike was a was a pussy to me. Yeah, that shit right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're crawling in the window, Esco. All right, I've talked all this shit, and he was one of the instigators. Why it even happened too? Yeah. He yeah. what he would do is Curly Bill would do the shit talking. Johnny would shit talk, but Johnny was on the quieter end too. And uh, Ike which would just kind of... Which is more scary, though. It's yeah. more intimidating. Yeah. My dad said always had a saying where the quiet guy at the bar is the one you worry about. And, I mean, to me, Wyatt was, is kind of quiet throughout the movie for the most part. He's very calm, very collected. Yeah. You know, obviously the maddest he gets is when he's, you know, clips Ike in the face with his spur. Yeah. And he bleed, you know, Can bleeding you out and shit. you spur to the face? Dude, I, I have... Uh, spur to the mouth. I have, you know, I'm not a... I mean, I grew up out in the country for a little bit and, you know, did a lot of farm work, raise, you know, raised cattle and stuff. I had spurs when I was a kid, and my brother hit me with it. My younger brother did when he was mad at me one time. And it, 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 it is a, a world of hurt for about a minute. Like when you hit your head on the end of a cabinet door, yeah. it's about a minute of a hurt. Well, I mean, you have to think about what it's used for. Mm-hmm. you got to get through that thick skin, mm-hmm. you know? Them, them horses, I mean, yeah, they, they fit. That's, you know, the old, boom, let's go. You know what I mean? So I'd run, too. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a, a video game from on the play. I played on the PlayStation Two called Gun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you used to, you, absolutely. You spur, you'd sp- you spur your your uh, your horse. I almost said your goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. spur your goat and it'd run faster, right? Red so, Dead Revolver was good too. Oh, I love Red Dead, and uh, so uh, you if you kept doing it, it would tell you you're riding your horse too hard. <laughs> I and remember so, it had that meter. <laughs> yeah. And so, I actually, so I was dating my wife at the time when I was still playing that game. And uh, she was always like, stop riding your horse too hard. Stop riding your horse too hard. My parents are in the Wait, 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 like, hold up. What are you doing? I was about to say, hold up. We're talking about Tombstone. I don't even know how you conceived. The daddy's... <laughs> oh, God. Come on now. Uh, so, uh, we talked about we talked about some of the saloon scenes. Let's talk about when uh, one of the card scenes uh, involving Mr. Stallone. So I love that Doc is like, uh, you know, are we crossed? Yeah, oh, and, he, yeah. and he's like, uh, you guns don't scare me. Mm. And he, you know, he he points them at him. He he pulls the action back, and then he puts them on the. On the table. On the table. Yeah. Now we can be friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how how insulting is Doc too? You know, if we weren't friends, 
I just don't think I could bear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the passive aggressiveness. Exactly. Yeah. But he's not doing it because he's scared. He just, that's his way. He just knew how to get under your skin. Every scene with Doc, he got under someone's skin. Because Doc knew I'm one. I'm probably the fastest pistolier around here. Oh, yeah. And now y'all have some dude coming in here saying he's faster I'm going to poke at him. I'm going to see what he's about. He ain't about it. So you said earlier why it was, you know, ended up being kind of a movie producer. Did y'all know what Doc Holliday's profession was? He was a dentist. dentist? He was a dentist, yeah. Dentist, that's what it was. He went to dental school in uh, Philadelphia. Was it? It, it was up north. Pennsylvania somewhere. You're absolutely right. I want to say you're, you're on point on that one. It was up north. It was New York or Pennsylvania, but I want to say Pennsylvania. And uh, I actually, my dad had told me that. Because in the movie, I'll be honest with you, I don't, do they ever uh, mention nope. that he was? I didn't think His so. His name is just always Doc and. And, you know, I mean, Doc can be no. a general nickname. I yeah. want to say they did mention. Did they? I, I can't um, remember. In one of the early scenes, whenever he does that whole uh, pistol deal, and he's like, there, now we can be friends again. Um, I want to say either right before that scene or right after that scene, uh, he talks about it. Oh, does he? I okay. think so. My dad told me that when I was young. I was probably in the sixth or seventh grade, and he said that, and I was like, really? And he, he was like, yeah. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. You know, here he is, a, a doctor. But he can, you know, kill your ass before you even know it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so imagine being in dental school. But Doc has this, I mean, he had this thing that he wanted to be gambling. He wanted to be in the saloons. And he was a regular. So the people are are acknowledging him instead of, you know, hey, doctor, hey, Doc. And yeah. it's just, imagine, you know, you are going to school to be a dentist. But no, I want to I play poker. I want to, oh, what does he say? I want to play an honest trade. No, I said poker is an honest trade. No, that reminds me of The Hangover. Whenever he's like, I'm a doctor. And they're like, you're a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, dentists are trained, you know, basic. Uh, I was in church a few years ago, and there was this person that had passed out. And the guy sitting next to us, who we know pretty well, is a dentist. Well, and he, he got them to come to and because he just knew the methods. He knew exactly. I think he did tell me, you know, uh, not at church that day, obviously, but like later on, he's like, yeah, I mean, you, you get a certain amount of hours of training on just basic CPR. Uh, you know, he can draw blood. He can, you know, do So does he bill them for that? Like, do what? He, like, like a couple weeks later, does that guy get a bill like from the dentist reviving him? <laughs> You never, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Like you know, I, I just got. A, I, I did blood work four months ago, and I just got another fucking letter from LabCorp. I did too. I got mine actually not long ago. And it was a fucking. It's like some kind of stupid ass chart. So I paid the blood fee, you know, whatever. Now I'm paying like some. You're over two hundred sixty one point two pounds, and we have to send it extra for your fat ass blood. You know. <laughs> so. One of the things that and another like this cast we're talking about Billy Zane, as y'all know, he's in Titanic. He is in uh, all the movie where the ring, he's got the ring and it's uh, it's like a power ring. He's in the purple suit. Uh, first I was like, is it Lord of the Rings? No, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's uh, not the Green Lantern, right? No, he's in that purple suit. And yeah, he's, the, the, the Green Lantern has it. He's got purple. like the Zorro. No, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, the black Zorro eye covers, uh, kind of like what a mass rider would wear. Um, he's purple? Yeah, he's wearing a purple suit. Thanos. Man, I am like going completely blank right now, and I don't understand why. So he had kind of a minor role in, uh, you know, Tombstone, that that kind of kicked up his, uh, you know, acting career. And he was in Back to the Future too. Um, man, I'm gonna find it because it's gonna drive me nuts. Okay, the so Phantom. The Phantom. The Phantom. Let's go back to Thanos just real quick. 
Does Thanos ever get blue balls? Or would they be called something else? <laughs> nah, dude, they would definitely be. The only thing darker than purple would be black. Oh, have to, and if like they have to be black balls. Black balls, oh, Which no. is even scarier than purple. Uh, you know, or blue. He got eight balled. Hey, there you, there you go. I have okay. Let me ask you this, because I, I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Do you think about Thanos balls? <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Um, in the movie Tombstone, do you think that Ringo started to mess with Doc's mind, whether or not Doc could actually beat him? I don't think so because I think Doc always knew that because Wyatt asks him. I can't beat him, can I? And Doc straight up tells him, no. But Doc knows he can beat I don't think Doc okay. ever has a doubt that he can beat him. Because well, he, he tries to confront him you know, multiple times. He did out in the middle of the street in okay, the town. But yeah. here's what I'm saying. Whenever Doc's getting his, uh, I think he's getting a shave, or he was just chilling underneath that saloon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and Ringo's drunk. What does Doc have behind his back? He's got his pistol behind his back. Yeah. So, so he already has the draw on Ringo. So do you think that Doc started to be like... Ringo's around somewhere and I'm going to be ready? Well, no, but he knew Ringo was right in front of him, but he had his pistol behind him already uh, in yeah. his hand. Do you think he was like, I don't know, man, I just got to have one up on him. That's a good well, way to think of it that way. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And I think, uh, you know, obviously Doc and Wyatt, none of them were at the church at the beginning scene, but... Obviously, Johnny, you know, you saw how he shot that preacher. I mean, it was pop, and then sits down and eats his food. I think the speed alone had to have... I, I think I think Doc, for him to do that, have his hand on the pistol, he was... He knew. He, he had... Maybe not Johnny was better, but he had met his match, I guess. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay so there you go. That's, that's pretty good. Like, this guy's a could be an equal to me. Exactly. And if I'm not careful, he could be. And that's a really good point shit made. I never thought of that either. Now that you say that now. And you kind of connect that to when he kills Johnny. Because so I when think. when they're circling, when they're dueling, mm -hmm. what, is he, what does the camera do? Shows Doc tapping yeah. on, on his revolver. Mm -hmm. I think in Doc's mind, after this whole movie goes on, he's like, I have to be the one to fight Ringo because I need to know for myself. I'm going to die anyways. Mm -hmm. I know I'm dying. But before I die, I have to know, can I really beat Ringo? So I think that's why he shows up instead of Wyatt. Uh, yeah. I, I think you just opened up a whole thing for me on, you know, there's so many things that go on in a movie, and I, I have never thought of that. That's an unbelievable point. Because if you, now that you say that, though, look at the whole movie. Look at all the interaction him and Johnny had together. He, he I think Doc got under Johnny's skin more than Johnny got under. Nobody could piss Doc off. But Doc knew, okay, this motherfucker's trigger happy. I gotta be on my shit because if I embarrass him or belittle him in front of a lot of people, he's liable to kill my ass. Prove a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that, I think it opens up a whole can of worms on who was scared, who wasn't. I think Wyatt, actually, in my opinion, was the most fearless of them all. I think he. I mean, the creek scene. You know? Oh, dude, right. going out in the fucking water and just shoots. And I loved his double barrel, dude. I fucking love, I love double barrels to begin with, but his double barrel. I'm and like, then he oh, just God. throws it away into the water. I know. I'm like, dude, I would, I would have kept that. Why? What but are I you guess, doing? I guess what are you gonna do with it? I guess. Yeah. And he straight up just looks at me like, no. Yeah. Oh, that's my. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think a, that's an underrated. Got behind you. Got you a little crossfire. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Remember whenever Curly he says that yeah. Powers was a badass actor. 
He's one of my dad's favorites, and he, like I said, man, he's old Snyder, Texas native. That's crazy, ain't it? I think whenever the movie first starts, Doc thinks he's better. I think that wholeheartedly. That's mm-hmm. why he mimics him in the bar. And, you know, yeah, talk and then shit to him as and time that. goes on, I think Doc starts to realize this dude might even be better. So then there comes a scene where Doc has his pistol already ready to fight. Mm-hmm. He knows that Ringo's drunk, so he's already got the upper hand. He's got his pistol in his hand. And then as the movie goes on even further, I think Doc's mind started messing with him, and that's why he was like, I have to know. I'm going to die anyways. I need to know who's mm, better. Who's better, yeah. And going back to that final scene where he shoots him, I didn't know this. So when he first shoots him, I'm like, bro, you shoot somebody in the head, they're done. Yeah. But really, he shot him in a perfect spot to where it paralyzed his his uh, his body. That's why he's taunting him. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's why he's kind of he's, he's, he's he's stumbling, stumbling around. And then he's, you know, that's when the, you know, Daisy. You know, Daisy at all. Yeah, yeah I love that shit. And oh I, my God, I think dude. that's why Doc was telling him, you're no Daisy, because he's reassuring himself, I knew. Yeah, 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 I knew. I knew I was better. So what if he would have shot him? But you know how he reholsters real smooth? What if he'd have missed the reholster? Oh, and the gun falls to the ground, like, oh, no, Johnny, we got, yeah, I need you to pull through, so we got to do this again. Yeah, get back up, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm a doctor. I'll fix you real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dentist. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I tell you, uh, I, I never cried, but I, I almost did whenever Morgan died. And, oh, and they're, the doctor's trying to pull. You got that dog, that bastard so out in there. Get that damn dog out of here. Yeah, and he's trying to pull the Shut bullet the out. And up. you can just see, and that's another thing they did so good is the blood. They made the, they made it, just made it look so real. You say that, okay. So then, hey, I want, the next thing you watch this movie, pay attention to when Wyatt's got blood all over his hands right and he's soothing Morgan and he's running his thumb over Morgan's head none of that blood comes off of Doc's hand onto, onto his Morgan's forehead head. yeah and then later he touches his hair in his in his head his face none of the blood goes none of the blood spreads onto Kurt's face kind of crazy little that's something that I learned in theater tech that's one of the things we paid attention to and then so that is, Before he leaves the well, saloon, yeah. there's blood all over his shirt. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. And after he leaves the saloon, I think there's not, the blood's gone. It's either that way or vice versa. But I'm pretty sure it's, in the saloon, he's got a lot of blood on his shirt. And then after, when uh, when he's in the middle of the street, and it's raining, and Josephine comes up to him, and he just yells at her, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh! Yeah, and she no, runs away. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, no, like, yeah. I love Wyatt and all that, right? But Wyatt's married to this opium addicted lady yeah. and I get it you know she's a druggie uh, but he he sees this girl one time and he's like fuck I'm leaving yeah that's it yeah no I, I thought I'm not he, married anymore he, dude he really did though I mean he, he he saw that other lady and Billy Zane's character if you remember they were together in the uh, carriage remember when he got killed and uh, she said they cursed him for cowards and they shot him yeah because he was he a magician or I don't he, no, they he, were, was, he was part of the show yeah. he was part of that yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's yeah, that's what he did, and I. Uh, but that woman, you know, uh, you're all ugly, you know what I mean, yeah. and all that, and so I. And and, uh, she's, like, she's like, you're all ugly, except for you, Wyatt. I yeah, you. yeah. You, I forgave you the minute you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really though, that's are you exactly. Happy? Are you happy? Did your wife make you happy? And that that uh, that I mean, I just kind of felt bad for that 
woman. I'm like, you just you just dropped her like a sack yeah. of potatoes. But oh my oh, gosh, she was so high of her mind. She yeah, even doesn't even. Yeah, I mean, you have apparently to think. she died right after due to a drug, like right after she left Tombstone due to a drug overdose. The real person? Mm-hmm. Okay, the real Maddie. So she. So do you uh, rem- the scene right before Morgan gets killed? You know, uh, Virgil gets shot. Yeah, and they're in that room. And uh, he's like, virgin. And his wife's like, he doesn't want to talk now, Wyatt. Yeah. When I was a kid, that traumatized me. It, I, it just, I'm just like, it felt so real to me. Like, I was just like, why are they all mad at each other? They got to be here for each other. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and help me out here. What was Virgil pissed off at Wyatt about? So Virgil's mad because, so they come to Tombstone to make all this money. And then Virgil sees it as, I'm making money off these people's fear. And I'm supposed to just be okay with that? Yeah. You know, there's these they're lawmen. You know, they've been lawmen for how yeah. long? Uh-huh. And now they're just going to turn a blind eye to it because they've done it for so long and they're here to make money. So why doesn't want to get involved? It's not our problem. We've done our thing. We've done our time. We're out. Yeah. Because, they, yeah, they came out of retirement. He was a right. marshal. Yes. And he retired and then they brought and him back. So Virgil's right. like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. I walk down the street. I see these people's faces. And it's like a slap to my face. Yeah. And so he signs on to be either a deputy or a marshal, and Wyatt knows if we're going to do that against these cowboys, we're going to die or get hurt. Mm-hmm. And so that causes some divide. So that's a good point I wanted to talk about. Think about the state of the relationship between Wyatt. Movie, we're talking <coughs> about the movie. So think about the state of the relationship between Wyatt and Verge when they first get there. You know, thanks, Wyatt. You know, this is all you're doing. And then they leave. You know, they do say bye to each other, but Virgil's got probably a little bit of resentment because... Mm-hmm. Oh, he absolutely you know, does. I mean, he loses, he loses the function in his arm, and then, I mean, he gets shot, and... He gets on that lose, train and takes off. And they lose Morgan, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so that that's kind of an interesting point I like to point out is, you know, it starts off all happy, the, the, the brothers' relationship is good, and then is it strained afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, one wants to just chill and have a good time. They did their time. And the other one's like, well, we can't do that. And if somebody told me, you can't retire. And I'm like, dude, I've done my time. You know? That would get... And out of the two in the movie, I think uh, Wyatt talks about it. He's the only one who's ever killed anybody. You know? Because he Mm -hmm. tells Morgan, you know, a guy lost his life that day and I took it. You don't... Boy, you don't ever want to know what that feels like. Yeah. Um... And then the next scene, Morgan kills one of the brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Morgan looked terrified during the gunfight. Yeah. You saw when he was shooting, and he's could, so. Can you imagine? So you remember the buildup of that scene? And he got shot the, during the fight, didn't yeah, he? Morgan he should, did. He gets shot either in, in I think, in the arm. Was it, yeah, Burge was gets the shot arm. in the leg. In the leg, yeah. But can you? So the, remember the buildup when they're walking down, right? And the whole town's watching them. They know what's about to happen. And then that little kid comes up. He's all bang, 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 bang. Imagine you're. Oh. Dude, I mean, can, the kid. can you imagine that? And that that scene when I was a kid scared me. That yeah. that like, it startled it's, me. It's a it's a jump scare. Yeah, and I I was just like really. And and uh, uh Morgan goes, damn kid, goddamn kid. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxson did a good job too, but Morgan was absolutely terrified. And another thing, I don't know if y'all knew this. I researched this a few days ago. Actually, they had an older brother that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, a way older brother. Like it was him, Virgil, Wyatt, Morgan. It was in the order of their age. And, and Morgan didn't get there uh, at the same time as they all did. Morgan came later. Yeah, he did. But uh, I guess, you know, movie can't be totally accurate. Yeah. Um, Hollywood eyes a little bit, right? Yeah. 
Go ahead, Chip. Well, why Wyatt definitely there towards the end. You could tell that these Cowboys were really starting to mess with him because they're towards the end. He didn't care. He didn't care if he died. Uh, that night at the saloon where he's like, your friends may get me in a rush, but not before I turn you into a canoe. Yeah. yeah. He, he knew he's, he was going to die. And then he's like, he's bluffing. Let's rush him. No. Yeah, he, he, man, he actually Billy, get back, Billy. Man, Newton, get. Newton, Jasper, Ert, James, Cooksey, Ert. Then you had Virgil. They had a sister named Martha. Then you had Morgan, Warren, and Virginia Ann and Adelia. Man, they had. And the way you're naming that off reminds me. You ever seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Yeah. We got a cat named uh, Panther. We got a dog named Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded just like the guy. I love it. Oh my god. So. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that scene right before when they're in the saloon right before Fred White gets killed by Curly Bill uh-huh. so Doc's on the piano and he's playing right and um, good for the love of God it's Billy Billy goes up to him and he tells him you know is that uh, so I can't remember who it is you know oh uh, is that Stephen Foster oh Susanna you know Stephen Stink- Stephen's fucking Foster or no Stephen's singing Foster and Doc's all, no, this is actually a nocturne by, uh, uh, some, uh, no, he says, this is actually a nocturne. You know, Frederick fucking Chopin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I've always kind of thought about that. Like, if I'm trying to explain something to him, I always, to somebody, I'll, Frederick, come on, you know, Frederick fucking Chopin. So then, after, uh, after Fred gets killed, they're all out there trying to confront each other, and Doc comes up and he's like that goes for you too music lover oh yeah and he's like oh, uh, Billy's you're like next a, Billy's like a drunk piano player you're so drunk you're probably seeing two of me he pulls out his big ass Bowie knife I got two guns one for each one of you one for each of you <laughs> how clever is that that's awesome drunk as shit deadly as fuck he's still I mean he's and you know that's probably all improv too I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it at all. It, it almost like, and the reason um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, when it's too, too I, I feel like scripts, you know, you, yeah, when you have it planned, I just think improv is one of them things where it takes the, it to another level. It takes it to another level. And the things that they're saying, I'm like, there's, I just have a feeling he just had that, he just, it just came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love improv. Dumb and Dumber's another one. And most of that movie is improv. I don't you know wanna, if you knew you that. You know what the most annoying sound of the world is? That was improv. <laughs> what, what was it? It was. And oh. a lot of it, whenever he says, we landed on the moon, that was improv. Oh, when he oh walks my. out of the bar. Yep. Oh, I can tell you anything you want to know about that movie. I love that movie. I took a, a stellar astronomy class in, uh, in uh, college. And I did, a, <laughs> I did one of the presentations on the moon landing. And I, I, I kind of feel bad because I pussied out about it. I was supposed to end the presentation with, huh, we landed on the moon! Oh, dude, you, everybody in there would have died. That, there, I mean, literally, though, that movie is full, made of improv. The Farrelly brothers just kind of let Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels do their thing. But um, back to Tombstone, I had a question for uh, both of y'all. So the scene where, so the right before the gunfight, you know, Wyatt goes and gets his, his revolver. And they come out, and if and I that's a ten inch barrel. That's a ten inch barrel. Huge. I have a forty four Magnum with an eight inch barrel. It was my grandfather's. Good. It was my mom's dad's. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll show it to y'all sometime. It is a very. I don't. I've killed a pig with it when I was in college. I've killed somebody with it. <laughs> and did I they went, crawfish a bed on you. <laughs> <laughs> that pig sure as hell did. No, I've taken it hunting a few times, but now I just kind of have it 
in a safe and I really don't shoot it a whole lot. It's very sentimental to me, but, um, you know, so they, they get over there and, uh, Billy Clanton is one of the first to die. Yeah. So the kid does that shit, you know, they come over and it starts, they're all looking at each other. It's kind of like, you know, who's going, who's going to start first. Now who ends up pulling the trigger first? So what happens is, so they go, they turn the corner and, you know, Verge tells them, throw up your hands, we're here to disarm you. And everyone, all the cowboys reach for their guns. And so it becomes a standstill of that's, you know, they're like, no, it's not what I it's want. Not what I want. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is Wyatt is reading, he's surveying everyone. He's, he's looking at everyone's faces. And Doc, passively aggressive, yeah. winks at Billy. Mm-hmm. And Billy makes that face of, fuck you, it's on. And Wyatt immediately, pick, Wyatt immediately picks up on that, and he's like, and he knows. He already knows. He's savvy enough. He's been around this, and he says, "Oh God, because it's, he knows it's, it's about on. to happen. It's yeah. about to happen." So almost simultaneously, everyone draws at the same time. I want to say almost. Doc maybe killed Mor- Billy with maybe a Maybe Morgan gauge. might shoot first. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think he did out of panic. That's what I'm saying. In that scene, you can just tell he's panicked as hell, but. Uh, remember when Doc is carrying the tw- he gets he runs out of shells on his pistols and he's got that twelve gauge and he he kind of uses his shoulders to throw his coat off and yeah. he's you know and Gosh. he shoots Billy in the side. Well, he yeah. he gets that horse out of the way first. So one thing yes. about that, people think it's a goof, but it's actually not. They think that Doc gets th- three shots out of the double barrel, but it's not. It's a double shot of that scene. So it's the same round that you see and you see it twice. Oh, okay. So. I always, I always wanted to be like, ah, Hollywood got it wrong. You can't shoot a double barrel three times, but it's just a. But it's can just, you not? It's just filmed twice. It's just filmed twice. Yeah. So now he, that you say he, that, now I realize that that you know what I mean. He spooks the horse and then he fucking just fucks Billy. Up. Oh yeah, dude, he does it. Pop, pop, yeah. And like I said, I'd, I'd bring a double barrel to a gunfight all day long. I would. See, I never took a double barrel to my Call of Duty lobbies. I my favorite gun to hunt dove with and quail and stuff. I have a 20 gauge double barrel and a 12 gauge double barrel. But I think, you know, a, 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 a shotgun, you're a dumbass if you don't take it to a gunfight. What did Wyatt say? I'd feel a lot better if uh, Doc's on the straight hauser. <laughs> and they, they have the funeral for, you know, Billy, Ike. Uh, there was another guy that got killed. There's three of them that they had the funeral for, remember? And they carry yeah. them in the carriage to the cemetery. And and, they're, and, and think of the propaganda that they're, mm-hmm. you know, they were murdered. Yeah. They weren't killed. They were murdered yeah. Yeah. in cold blood for nothing, right? And think of the, the sympathy it gets from the from the uh, citizens, you know. Uh, what's his name uh, that that's infatuated with uh, with the actor? Uh, one of the, uh, he's infatuated with um, the guy from Titanic. What's his name? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. He's mm-hmm. infatuated with his character. You know, when he walks in, I want you to come sit at my table. Yeah. Well, he he gets mad at, at Wyatt and all that. He's like, those were my friends and you killed them, you know? Even though they bullied Even, him. Yeah. Even though, yeah, that dude with the glasses. Yes. They're my friends and you, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then Wyatt says, you know, they didn't they do nothing make but make fun, fun of him. him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. And I almost think, what I think happened is Curly Bill or somebody, John Younger said, you you fucking act like they're friends at all or anything, we're going to kill your ass. He was terrified. I don't know, but I think that they had threatened him, like, you better not go over there and go to their side. We own you. You know what I mean? So think about how how the Earps handled the, the funeral procession, right, versus how uh, the Cowboys handled Morgans. 
So remember when just want to say it's over. Yeah. And Ringo, <clears throat> smell that? Smells like somebody died. Yeah. They this. I mean, and honestly, do we really know what was said back then? No. But I like to think it was something like that. Oh, you always, yeah. you know, like there's people, no emotion. Everybody's cold blooded. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Well. Bye. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Curly Bill. And I, I can just tell. I think about that every time I put in a two weeks notice at a job. You know? <laughs> so Virgil takes off on the train after the funeral. He's out of there. Him and his wife are gone. Wyatt, that was when he decided, I'm going to finish this. They killed my brother. I'm not going to pussy out on this. Yeah. And Ike, uh, Ike was there to kill him. So Ike goes with still. Uh, no, there's another guy that was going to kill him. Remember? And Wyatt blew him up with that 12 uh, gauge. Yes. Yeah, so Ike goes to the train station with Stillwell. And, Frank Stillwell, yes. And they're supposed to shoot, uh, I think, Maddie and Verge. He's and, mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he says, you know, hey, Maddie, where's Wyatt? I'm right here, Stillwell. And he blows his Oh, that's who. He, he fucked up Stillwell, yeah. Because and then Ike, in pure Ike form, pussies out. No, don't kill me. Wyatt, don't kill me, please. While he's bleeding from his fucking face. I'm like, dude, Stephen Lang nailed that. Because I'm like, he they for him to be portrayed that way, the producers had to have talked to historians and stuff to be able to portray him that like that. Yeah. I don't think that you just have a character <clears throat> act a certain way for no reason. I think there had to have been a historian that said, you know, like had some kind of knowledge about the personalities of these men. Well, I mean, you look at any, um, like those cowboys, what could you could consider that kind of like a gang. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, the beginning of the movie talks about the cowboys were the first form, one of the earliest forms of organized crime right and you don't ever let your colors go right, right. and uh ike taylor in that scene where he's riding his horse as fast as he can he throws his sash out yeah. you know so he I mean he the whole time he's i'm all talk when my buddies are around but whenever you know it comes to it please so don't. what about mcmasters when he after uh the cowboys go and shoot up the wives mcmasters comes and says uh not after this night and he throws his sash down. His McMaster's... You know which one I'm talking about, right? Right, but he's not doing he's it out of coward. fear. He's doing it because he knows that they were 100% cross the line. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention, what I like about the movie is, so even at the very beginning, when they shoot up the Mexican police's wedding, the camera pans on McMaster's face, and he doesn't look like he's invested in doing this. And I, I'd have to go back and watch. I don't, think, I don't know if he's shooting... Or maybe he's just shooting to make it look like he's shooting, but he knows he's trying not to hit anybody. Right. I don't think that he was completely sold on this is where his heart was and what he wanted to do. I think he was drug in, but he was scared to leave. That's what it was. Yeah. God, how grueling is it, though? They kill him and then tie him up to his horse, and the horse runs back to, to Hooker's Ranch. And he's... Imagine what that body looks like being dragged. Oh, yeah. You know, who knows for how long. And I, you know, after the after Wyatt killed Curly Bill, and, and a, after so they they come after him, and Johnny Ringo was uh man, I'm trying to, I think he was talking to Ike when he's like, uh, he said something about in Texas Jack, like because he had portrayed or he had betrayed him. Yeah. And who is he? Who who else was he talking about? Creek. Creek. Uh, Creek Johnson and Texas Jack. Yeah. So Johnny kind of took over the. He was after Curly Bill died. I guess he took over as the head man. Yeah. Um. In the movie, after that, it just pretty much, you know, uh, Doc falls off the horse, coughing up the blood. You remember that? They take him, and he's bedridden after that, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's... See, but he has to be playing that up 
because he knows that if I just pretend like I'm so sick, you know, they're not going to let me go with them. So I have to pretend like I'm so sick I can't get out of bed. And as soon as they leave, I'm on that horse and I'm going to go meet Ringo before they get there. So you know he's playing it up. One thing I want to talk about is let's talk about the undying commitment that Doc Holliday has to White Earp. And we get that after the Creek scene. So, you know, Creek and, and Texas, they're, you know, they're talking like, have you ever even seen? I've never even heard anything like that. And, you know, Doc is Doc's coughing up a lung and they're like, well, Doc, what are you doing here? You should be in bed. Well, White Earp's my friend. Well, hell, Doc, I got plenty of friends. I don't. Yeah. He, Doc, Wyatt is truly, Doc's, could truly be Doc's only friend. Yeah. Real only friend. I think Doc, yeah, I think he had a hard time because he, he was such, he knew how to get under everyone's skin so everybody hated him. But they knew they couldn't do anything because he could kill their ass within a second. You know but, what I mean? you know, with him having that kind of commitment, he knew I cannot let Wyatt go mm-hmm. to his death. Right. When, when he I'm tells already, him. When I'm already going to die. Well, yeah, because he tells him, no, you can't beat him, you know. But put yourselves in the cowboy shoes. Let's say us three, we're sitting on a hill in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? We're sitting there by a campfire, the sunset's coming down or whatever. And we look across the ridge and you just see a fucking line of black coming towards you. Could you imagine how fucking intimidating that is? There's just something about just like... They have those long black coats, and they're all riding in a line, and you know they mean business. There's no talking. So you just said a second ago that Doc knew. So you Wyatt, you're saying Wyatt could not have taken Johnny in a gunfight. No, to, yeah. And and Wyatt or uh, Doc Doc tells him that Doc tells, yeah. Doc tells him that. Yeah, you just made a good point because I'm like, yeah, that's why he and like you said, he knew he was gonna die just tuberculosis. There was no cure back then. There's it's really hard to get rid of it when you get it. Um, if but, only he'd have gone out to Tatooine, you know. You know what I mean? That dry cold, that dry climate. <laughs> he'd have probably been fine, right? Yeah. No, uh, that. But that is that's powerful, man. And I mean, and I mean, I would expect you and Ship to tell me, you know, he and one thing like Doc, he was straight up. He's just like, hey, you know, you can't be, you him. can't take him, you can't. You're a bad motherfucker, but you can't. It, it's not about, you know, Johnny's a bad motherfucker in this way. You're a bad motherfucker in another way. You know what I mean? So. Right. You don't, you don't meet this, you don't, head to head this way, this criteria. it doesn't add up for you, man. And I think, I think another reason that Doc plays along with this whole law enforcement deal is because, like, after he finally kills Ringo, I feel like he says to himself, I proved my point, here's my badge. Yeah. I, I don't want this and, anymore. And I just wanted to do it just to prove to myself. If I'm not mistaken, when, when they're at Hooker's Ranch or the Doc... Before he sends Wyatt away, he asks him, "What's it like to wear that badge or that you know that marshal badge?" And that's when uh, Wyatt leaves it to him. And so he basically he never gets de- it's not it doesn't show in the movie that he ever gets deputized, but he knows that that that's how he can get Ringo to fight him. Yeah. And this time it's legal. Yeah. He shows him that because remember he wasn't gonna fight him, and then he sees that and he's like, all right longer. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, that's a say when say say when say when. Yeah. I love when someone's like, "Do you want to go drinking?" Say when. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll start saying that. Michael Bean, he 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 nailed it. He really did as Johnny Ringo. There's not any. I mean, seriously. And I've harped on that this whole pod, dude. This cast. I mean, it's just it a movie. It, that's why I think it felt so real to me is how amazing these all these guys played these roles. If okay. you get okay, 
if you get a crappy actor playing a role that you love, okay, I love Batman. Both of y'all know that. And if I get a person that plays him not very good to my to my liking, then I can't take the movie seriously. Imagine if you'd have had actors that you know weren't great playing this these roles. It would it oh, would yeah. ruin your whole outlook on how you feel about the okay gunfight and all that. Well, I mean, Val Kilmer nailed his role, and you know it's funny because whenever uh, oh uh, Wildcat ass, what was his name? Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. But in, <laughs> in the movie, though, what was his name? Johnny uh, Tyler. Tyler. So whenever he goes up to him and, you know, he basically is like, put that fucking gun. Hey, leave the gun. Yeah. He's like, where you going with that shotgun? Well, Johnny, yeah. I didn't know you was back in town, Doc. And then he tells him to leave it. And then he walks away. He's like, yeah, leave that shotgun. <laughs> he there. says, oh, I forgot you were there. <laughs> <laughs> you may go now. You may go now. Is that the one? So he... He's like, where are you going with that shotgun? Is that? Do you think that's the one he used in the gunfight? So I want to say it is, and also is it? I've been thinking it was a double it, barrel. Is it the one that he has underneath the faro table? No, because the one underneath the faro table it's was shorter. It was up. way smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. The ATF guy that's listening in right now is like, "Where's the short barrel shotgun, right. motherfuckers?" I the, the that is. I mean, I I don't know if I can narrow. I mean, the gunfight obviously is probably my favorite scene, but. The Johnny Tyler scene uh, when uh, Wyatt comes in and just tell just uh, and that that scene also speaks to the friendship and respect that Wyatt and and Doc share because so Wyatt already knows that one he knows he doesn't want to be a part of any law enforcement he sure as hell knows that Doc doesn't want any part of that so he's like. Sheriff Behan, have you met Doc Holliday? Oh, yeah. Piss off, Wyatt. Yeah. And then, and then he tells him, you know, the sheriff reaches out to shake his hand. You have to excuse me if I don't shake hands. Yeah. yeah. Right after he shakes Wyatt's hand. <laughs> I remember whenever he, uh, whenever uh, Curly Bill's out in the, you know, street firing off and then Fred goes out to confront him, he wanted Behan to go and do it, but he's yeah. like, no, this isn't county business. Remember that? This is a town matter. This is a town matter. So Fred was like, was he like the city marshal? Yeah, he, okay. yeah, he was the marshal of that town. He wasn't a U.S. marshal or anything. But it's crazy. Like, okay, how do you draw the jurisdiction there? Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, county, you technically have more area you cover. If anything, I think the sheriff has more, ju- ju- even today, has more jurisdiction than a city cop would. Oh yeah. I mean, naturally, like you have city, county. You're in the city and county. You're you're uh, seated in the city. So yeah. I mean, your I headquarters mean, is in the city where you're seated at. So. Well, even politically, you're held. I want to say you're held higher than the chief of police. Yeah. I think that's right. And it's one of the oldest law enforcement titles of all time, a sheriff. I think you know the the. Uh, this I know I'm, I'm a movie that comes to my mind. Have y'all seen the uh, um, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson? Uh, their uh, Craig oh the Hammer, highwayman, the highwayman. Oh, I love so that movie. you know that they brought the governor. Uh, Kathy Bates plays uh, Anne something. She was the governor back in the 30s. Whenever Bonnie Bonnie and Clyde were going on this killing spree, she goes. She goes as Ma, right? Yeah, Ma. Ma that's and right. they meet at the at the uh, Capitol, and they're like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we. They're, you know, they escaped out of prison. You know that the the TDCJ uh, director comes in and says, "Hey, we got to do something." And they basically give the funding on the spot. Yeah. For uh, what's his name to pay for these two guys to come out of, out of retirement. That movie, that movie is insanely good. Long, but let me tell you, man, if you especially if you're a fan of westerns, 
this movie will, will grasp your attention and that, keep it. That one gives me goosebumps, and I I uh, love Woody Harrelson. Kevin Costner's all right. He does an unbelievable job in Yellowstone, but they took the Texas Rangers away because they were so uh, you know, rough. Gung ho. Yeah, know? I mean they were just back then, man. I mean they they just. That they didn't play, you know what I mean? It's the nicest way to put it. But that guy, that uh, director of the TDCJ, told Ma, you know, he's like, "Look, we, they just came in here and had a plan to break out of my prison, and they're gonna, they're killing people left and right. There's, you gotta, something has to be done. You gotta draw a line." And so, I think that's why Wyatt and Virgil, and the, they knew they were the baddest of the bad. It's like I feel you that they didn't want that life anymore. I mean, we had the correctional officer pod a few weeks ago. Yeah. We didn't want that life anymore, but you know what? I still feel like if if duty came knocking, I can't turn away from that. You know what I'm saying? When people are relying on you for protection and to maintain order and to and to protect them, it's hard to I mean, because then you got people's lives at stake and when they're relying on you. And so I understand um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Wyatt that was more wanting to... He was more okay with it than Virgil was, right? Yeah. Like, Virgil was like, I don't want any part of this shit. Yeah. yeah. But Wyatt wasn't crazy about it either. Right. But he was way more open to it than Virgil <clears throat> well, was. Wyatt already had a reputation. Yeah. So, everybody knew him. So, it was almost like he really didn't have a choice because he knew if I didn't do this and if I didn't do what they wanted me to do... Then that would look bad on me. It would look bad on me. You're gonna lose, lose. Whether I mean, you want to do it or his not. Reputation. Remember the first night in the Oriental, that guy asked him, "Can I get an autograph? My wife's not gonna believe this." And that's when Cur- Curly Bill, well, I heard, heard of you. Yeah. And that's when I comes in with that candy shady law and all. Oh, and then uh, so Morgan was he was he a uh, law enforcement he officer? A, he was a lawman too. Yeah. Was he a marshal? U.S. marshal? I don't. I think I, if I want to say. Correctly, I think he was a, a deputy, to, a sheriff. He was a sheriff, okay. But uh, I could be, I probably am wrong. Um, you know, if if one of the listeners, if they know, let me know in the Q and A. Like, yeah. hey, dumb shit, he was a damn marshal. He wasn't <laughs> a damn sheriff. I had some respect on his name. I mean, it doesn't really say in the movie, but he's a part of everything. You know what I mean? But the thing about him is, and no disrespect to him, but they had Bill Paxton play his characters terrified. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he was like, he was basically the the younger brother. Yeah, he's the youngest. He's the baby, he's the most innocent. You yeah, know? I mean, and he, I mean, and you see in the gunfight, he is terrified when he's shooting. Yeah. He's like, dude, you know what I mean? It's like uh, one of the saddest things is. So you remember after they get out of the theater, you know, when he's looking up to the sky and he's asking why? Do you believe in God? And he's like, I read this book, you know, when people die, they see a light, and they say that's the light to heaven. Oh yeah. And then right before he dies, he tells them. I can't see a damn thing. Mm. Yeah. And what I love too about that, so remember, remember when they first get to, to Tombstone or they first get to the train station, you know, you're the one. Why appreciate it? You got, you did all this. You're the one. And then one of the last things he tells uh, Wyatt, you know, don't let him get you, brother. You're the one. Yeah, that was a very powerful scene. It, it, it's an emotional scene for sure. It, uh, it just again, man, it's just so real. I mean, yeah. it just felt so real. I mean, like, what reaction would you have? Exactly. If, if your brother or your loved one fell into the hands of a group like that. And movies. You would want, it's not, it's just like what, what what Doc says. It's not revenge he's after. It's a reckoning. Yeah. So. And movies are movies, you know, and, and there's more realistic ones than others. But out of all the ones, there's about three. And Tombstone's easily on that list just of, uh, when I say powerful, like it just, it just felt so real. And whenever, you know, Morgan is dying. 
and his eyes are open. You got to remember, I guess when you die, your eyes, I don't think you just, they don't just, yeah, you don't just shut because you're dead. You don't have any, your brain is shut off. And so it doesn't have the capacity to close your eyes. So that's another thing in movies when they, you know, die and their eyes, and Morgan is just looking straight at him and, and then remember when he kisses him, and that—that's what got me. That yeah. got me so bad. And he's walking away, looking at his hands. Yeah. Um, but I got a question. So you were talking about the blood. Um, can you dive deeper into that? Like when you said that, you know, Wyatt was moving his thumb over his forehead. So yeah, he's kind of massaging like easy now, more uh-huh. over this, and he's his thumb is just running across his head. Well, if it was real blood, obviously the blood would have been smearing all. Would have been smeared face. all over him. So that's kind of one of the small quote unquote goofs in the in the special effects. It had that whatever they were using got hard and didn't really screw Yeah, it. Well, yeah, but blood does too. It coagulates, but I think it would still like leave a residue though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a little bit. Maybe not like yeah. fresh, but it would have like bits of it. Like when yeah. blood coagulates, it like can kind of, it's almost like you could take a knife and cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like it coagulates. Yeah, I um, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm a little confused though right now. So does blood coagulate? <laughs> no, does I it think shit? I think what it does is like whenever it coagulates, after time it just starts to kind of coagulate. You know what else are hilarious. My web fluid when I type. <laughs> that one's gonna stick with me, Esco. It for sure is. Dude, was... I'm gonna buy you a pair of fucking yoga pants with just one cheek cut out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Spider butt. Spider butt. Spider cheek. Spider cheek. Spider man. Do you have you ever seen the Simpsons movie? Spider pig. Spider pig. You got you as a spider pig. <laughs> what was so? I'm I'm gonna add. What was y'all's uh? number one take from the movie I mean obviously we've talked about scenes and what you love things that are said the cast so you think what what are you like what did we take away from it or what do we love most about it both okay. like what what it when you watch that movie what makes you love it so much what I love about it for one is the brother's love mm-hmm. uh, and it, like what Morgan tells Wyatt when he joins Verge in being a deputy you know um, you gotta back your brother's move Wyatt I'm just doing what, what I think you would have done yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, the little comments like that, you're just like, man. You know, that and then the, the rise to uh, duty, you know. Sometimes you just have it in you. You can't just sit, sit. you can't stay on the sidelines when, when bad things are happening. And I think all three of us are kind of that way. You know, I know we got out of working in that system. And I'm not trying to say we were out on the streets and we were, or we were military men. No, we weren't. But with what we were doing, we know what we faced. Mm-hmm. And if something were to happen while I'm at Walmart or something, if I've got the tools and I've got the know-how, I'm going to act. You know, And I love that's that's really what the movie kind of preaches on. You know, Even though this is the life that we're trying to leave, I can't just step aside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think, I think uh, and that's, that, that's, to me, that tells uh, not only someone's character, but your conscience can't let you not do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want to, but it's like, okay, here's the thing. You we, you said earlier how Virgil, you know, he almost felt like he was dragged into it. You can make your own decision. If you truly didn't want to do it, you wouldn't have showed up. So in your heart somewhere, you wanted to do that yeah. because you knew it was your calling. So when you, you made a good point earlier when you were like, he was the one that was, you know, Morgan, I think, was just along for the ride, to be honest with you. He just wanted to be with his bigger brothers. But Wyatt was kind of the leader. and uh, But I think Virgil could have made a decision not to do it. 
mm-hmm. he didn't. He decided to he tag along. He couldn't do it. Yeah. He made it clear he couldn't. Yeah, and that's why he got on that train and left. And uh, Another thing for me, a very powerful scene, is when he's taken off and he waves at Wyatt, you know, in the train. With his one good arm. Mm-hmm. That was a powerful scene. I too. just wanted him to, you know, kind of say, "Coors, the banquet beer." <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ship? What was? What, what are your reasons? I think it just paints a picture of how people really were back then. This history alone, like, and they know. they nailed it. You know how egos were in the way, and pretty Dude. much if we didn't see eye to eye, then we're gonna kill each other. We're not gonna fist fight. We're just gonna shoot each other. You say egos? I mean, goddamn, Johnny Ringo and Doc right there. I yeah. mean, you just nailed it on the head. So, and I mean that's how it really was back then it's what you were you were known for you were not going to let that no. perish I mean at all so turning a you know turning a blind eye wasn't a thing or turning your cheek wasn't a thing there was no I'm it was a legitimate man. it earned its name the wild west earned its name yeah and I mean like you just said there was no being a bigger man you you're uh, the alive or you're the dead man yep yeah what about you Kit what do you love most about this man movie? gosh I mean I it, there's so many things. I think the most important thing, I agree with you on um, the calling. And uh, like I just said, you know, Virgil had, it could have, as a grown man, could have made the decision, like, no, I'm not doing this. I, I, admit, I mentally and physically can't do it. But he still, there was that little bit in him that made him go and do it. And I think that spoke a lot as an adult. Now, you watch it as a kid, you don't really think anything of it. But now as an adult, <clears throat> being in a profession that took it out of us every single day, yeah. you know, uh, I, that that and uh, just I'm a history nut and so I love uh, the history of Tombstone. Uh, you know, the Alamo is my favorite bit of history there ever was. Um, but I mean, just the history alone. I love the history of you know how cowboys were and how farming and ranching were. And that movie doesn't really uh, go into that. But um, you know, they didn't have vehicles back then, so they're you know transporting on donkeys, horses, carriages. Uh, they didn't have fire trucks either. You remember on the way to the OK Corral, the building that's burning in the background? And they're just throwing water on yeah. it. Yeah, B- buckets of water. Buckets of water. And How helpless do you have? can you feel in that situation? Speaking of that, remember when Ike had his head in the water and he just pulls it out? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Ike he, is a dirty-ass-looking dude. I know. He just painted that water. Like, Ike yeah. just makes me want to slap the fuck out of him. He, he is just a coward, man. Really? And that goes to show you, I think back then, too, and I think, well, let's go to answer your question about my favorite part, um, and I think Ship hit on this just a minute ago, is seeing exactly how, <clears throat> I don't think they could have portrayed, we don't have time machines. We are not, we weren't there. So they did the best job, I think, that could have been done to show us, hey, this is how shit used to be. Times have changed. Uh, it's a generational thing, too. Um but they painted history in a picture for us, and I, I, I thought that was really cool. So the history alone and just the, uh, I think when you said about the love of a brother and the, the passion and then the just uh, the portrayal. I think the portrayal of it, you couldn't, have, you couldn't beat. Beautiful. I love it. I want to say this is one of the most quotable movies. As, as you guys listening can tell, I don't know how many times in the middle of us trying to say something did we quote this movie. It has so many good one-liners. Um, but one person that we did not talk about in the t-shirt that needs to be made if it hasn't already, Lester Moore. You guys, off the top of your head? Okay, do you remember when they first get the tombstone and that tomb, literal, when they pass the cemetery and that tombstone that says, here lies Lester Moore, uh, shot down, like, 
I can't. I don't know if it's exactly like now. Now with, I do. Shut yes. down with four uh, slugs of a forty-four magnum. No more. No less. Something like that. I, I need a T-shirt like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that's what's. Maybe that's what will happen on one of these shows one day. Maybe we'll come out with a merch line and one, that'll be one of our shirts on there. Uh, but guys, I think we did a hell of a job discussing this movie, talking about what we loved about it, and getting into what it means kind of I want to shit on the academy for not uh, nominating this movie for any awards. I know that's know. insane to me. Not insane. even Val Kilmer, you know. And I didn't know that. And I'm like I cannot believe that out of all the acting it was all phenomenal, but I mean I'm going to ride on the on the Doc Holiday train, man. Val killed it. Yeah. And you're telling so I did not know that Esco and you said it earlier. He was not nom- he wasn't even nominated. Nope. He was nominated for a couple like MTV awards or something like that. Yeah. He didn't win. None of them got any awards off of this. Wow. That's crazy to me, man. Crazy to me. Has Kurt Russell ever won an Academy Award? He probably has. I don't... Escape from New York, my dad always said, was kind of his laid the foundation of his acting. And he used to be a uh, baseball player. Really? Yeah, he played baseball back in the day. I firmly believe Kurt Russell was born with a mustache. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You just can't can't unsee that. No. You can't. He's huge. You just cannot unsee it. And... uh, He's actually, fun fact, he's actually Kate Hudson's stepdad. Really? He's married to Goldie Hawn, who's Kate Hudson's mom, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So. There we go. We learned a shit ton on this pod. Dude. Yeah. And speaking of this pod, so I, as you guys have already know, I am joined by two special guests, Kit and Ship, hosts of the Too Drunk to Theory podcast, which is a true crime, paranormal podcast that I'm having a blast listening to, the most recent pod about the Powell family, which when you talked about how the social worker was calling 911 yeah. and the operator mm-hmm. was just completely unresponsive, yeah. uh, it was, that's something that's probably common. You yeah. know, how many times do you think that happens? Yeah, and, and then it, it probably happens, like you said, more than you think, but... It's one out of those hundred cases where this guy what did I, what he did. You know what I mean? And what I loved about it, you know, being a former probation officer, I went on home visits. I couldn't imagine, you know, placing a 911 call and being in a dire situation and listening to an operator like that. Yeah. I would be losing my mind. I couldn't have stayed as calm as she did. Yeah, no. And it was it was uh, one of those things like when Ship and I were talking about it. I mean, he, you know... <clears throat> if you remember kind of towards the end there, he had said, now I know this case, now I know which one you're talking about, and then you yeah, kind of started yeah. quoting what the social worker was saying. But, yeah. uh, no, uh, I'm glad you got to listen to it. Uh, I, I, I'm loving it, guys. Keep pumping them out because I've, I've got the notifications on. Find them on Spotify. It is the number two, the word drunk, the number two again, and the word theory. Uh, go find them on Facebook, guys. Give their Facebook page a like. I promise you won't regret it because I'm having a blast. Get them some support, guys. It's a great show. Um, they've got a lot of good things cooking, and you'll hear in, a, in the next coming week or so, I had the pleasure of being a guest on their show, and you'll hear some good stories and have some good laughs, guys. We had an absolute blast. That was so much fun. I, I uh, God, I, I, I don't, I don't envision this being the last time you guys being on All Screws Loose, and I hope that I get to go on Too Drunk to Theory again. Well, I think you opened a whole new door for us. Um, we had a blast doing that open discussion, kind of like this, an open discussion. Yeah. Um, normally, whenever we're doing a pod, 
one of us will present and the other one has no idea what they're going to present. Yeah. And we do it that way. That way we can get a true reaction, you know? Yeah. But whenever you came on last week or whatever, like two weeks ago or so, dude, we had a blast. Oh, yeah. That was, we're going to start doing more open discussions. What I love about it, especially with us three, I mean, it's, I mean, we bang, 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 feed off each other. It's natural. You know, I love it. And, you know, I do the pod solo, but it sure is nice to have someone here to, to kind of piggyback off of and, and just bounce off of guys. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you guys being here. It's this always is, a blast. Been a Let's blast. go. I feel like we've only been recording for 30 minutes, and we're at almost an hour and 45 fucking minutes. Well, and, and I'm glad that shit brought that up, because that was what we were going to tell you, is that we actually, thanks to you, have, you know, discussed and are going to do more open discussions. Um, I think that they're fun. Uh, they're uh, just, I don't know, they bring everybody together. I, we, we had talked about that after we had, you know, had you on uh, on ours. And, uh, I mean, you thank you for giving us the... You're welcome. Anytime, uh, I mean, it, it just, uh, we we had we had a hell of a time that night. And they, Esco is hilarious. He says very funny stuff. Um, All of my screws are loose, baby. Mm. I... My thoughts come out of nowhere. You don't have, yeah, and the and and I love the uh, what I love about you know our you know the pods that we you know did today and then the one a few weeks ago is the honesty and uh, there was there was comedy there was serious there was uh, you know a lot of traumatizing things too and um, I almost did cry too, dude. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> it really is. A, it, it was it was I we we honestly needed that and uh, but it helps. It does. It really does. I think you got to get stuff off your chest. It's human nature. You can't bottle stuff up. You know what I mean? And, and I remember Esco said on that pod, too, that y'all will hear it. You know, like if, you know, if anybody ever, you know, a, a former correctional officer or current, if you ever need to talk, hit us up, anything like that. And so we want to be here to help you because we've been there, done that, and in any way we can help. But this has been amazing. And I tell you, when you, you, I was like, wait, tomb, tombstone? Like, what? Like, you read my fucking mind, dude. Right, and guys. When you come back, we'll, we'll come. We'll kind of uh, we'll calculate what other movie or TV or music we're going to talk about. And, um, but I know we can relate on something else. We're going to have a blast. I can't wait for sure. But guys, give them a follow. Find them on Spotify, uh, Spotify and Facebook. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here with us. This has been a special episode of All Screws Loose Thoughts Unhinged, and I can't wait to see you guys again next week. Uh, continue to hit the uh, hit up the Q and A's and the polls on Spotify, guys. Uh, one of the questions I want to ask this week is, uh, what do you guys think about this movie Tombstone? Uh, one, do you love it? Two, have you ever seen it? Uh, there will be uh, the normal Q and A's and polls on the Spotify page, uh, so make sure that you do interact with those. Uh, say good night to Ship and Kit, guys, and the Two Drugs of Theory podcast. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here. I hope everyone's being safe and everyone's having fun. And we will see you again next week.